Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. All right, Albie, let's get right to it. Busy Albie, day today Albie for the Shattuck. Albie has a, a, um, a, an appointment with a famous person. Yes, I'm going um, to, uh, to an author book signing event. So With? Uh, with our daughter, Sally Shattuck. To see whom? Rick Riordan, the author of the Percy Jackson oh, book. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. I've met an author, you know. Probably well, like she wasn't an author. Authors. Yeah, I've met a lot of authors. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, Alice, let's get right to it. I want to start with um, on the Sunday shows, Matt Gates and... Uh, um, Jake Tapper. Uh, Jake Tapper, yeah. Kind of going at it. Actually, it was, it was the, getting the best out of Tapper, and Gates was very good, too. Gates He'll- is good. He's, he, it's interesting to me. I'm always impressed by him because he comes across as like a dumb person somehow a lot of the time like the way he dresses and his demeanor and stuff but then you hear him talk and he's actually like really good he there's a serious version of matt gates right (laughs) he's like actually their speaker not mine so let's talk about what's just happened this last week the government shut down because obviously as you know you've made a lot of enemies uh this last week a lot of people I'm, i'm talking about house republicans i'm not talking about democrats or the media i'm talking about house republicans they're pretty angry take a Unfortunately, uh, a handful of people, and in particular a party of one, Matt Gates, uh, have chosen to put his own agenda, his own personal agenda, above all else. He's not a conservative Republican, he's a charlatan. They killed the most conservative position we could take, um, and then called themselves the real conservatives, which is like, make that make sense. Now, the conservative Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote an editorial about what you're doing called a government shutdown for dummies. And among the criticisms, they said, quote, the real goal of the malcontent seems to be to topple Mr. McCarthy for personal spite. It's also pointlessly stupid with failure foreordained. Their constituents wanted conservative policies. But the Gates Republicans are playing personal games. What do you say to these conservatives, these Republicans? Well, I think what's really stupid 
is sitting atop a $33 trillion debt facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits while the world is de-dollarizing. Just in August, you saw the BRICS system uh, that is moving away from the dollar add six new countries, including Gulf monarchies, including even some of the G20 economies in so our own pe- hemisphere. People at home, that's a BRIC is a, a Brazil, Russia, India, China. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and they are moving away from the dollar. You're seeing the African Union move away from the dollar. So what's happening here is this is, uh, Gates was, uh, is now threatening to recall... Um, McCarthy. McCarthy, right, because McCarthy did a deal with Democrats to a CR to can keep the economy, the government running for another month or so. U.S. News just last month said that de-dollarization was the economic trend of our day. And so some people try to make policy disagreements personal because their own policy failures are so personally embarrassing. But, but this isn't personal, Jake. Yeah. This is about spending. This is about the deal Kevin McCarthy made. If Kevin McCarthy didn't want to keep the deal to return to pre-COVID spending, if he didn't want to keep the deal to have single subject spending bills, not vote for government fin- spending all up or down at once, then he shouldn't have made that deal. So this is about keeping Kevin McCarthy to his word. It's not about any personal animus or decision. So let, but let's talk about this because Speaker McCarthy argues that he He had a bill on Friday that would have put forward less spending than what actually has now become the law for the next 45 days. That would have gone to the Senate. The Senate would have voted for their own bill. And then in a conference committee, there would have been a negotiation. And what would have become the law of the land for the next 45 days would have been less spending than what actually is now the bill. Take a listen to Speaker McCarthy. And look, I welcome those 21 back in. And we would get a better and more conservative bill if they would simply vote. This re- ramps up. Their I argument promise. is what I think your- happens here is I think Jake Tapper thought he was dealing with just a tool, right? Uh, Fox News loudmouth, but um, but the, a different gate showed up. Your point about debt and deficit spending, which is not an inaccurate point, was actually harmed by the stunt, by the temper tantrum of the government shutdown. Well, that argument presupposes that the Senate was going to take up or conference that bill that McCarthy wanted. You already had Schumer speaking on the floor saying that they weren't even going to take that no, but up. There would have been a conference committee and there would have that's been, had to have been a negotiation. First of all, that's never ha- so what you're saying is that something would have occurred that has never occurred to negotiate a continuing resolution. I have never seen a conference committee in my seven years in Congress, and I don't think one has occurred since the mid-90s, where a continuing resolution has ever been conferenced. So you're asking your viewers to believe something that has never once happened. What has happened when the House has Ooh. passed a continuing resolution is the Senate merely negotiates the feature of that continuing resolution by sending back what they want to send back, which is what they did. So we were always ending up here. Here's what I want to, here's why I want to break the fever. Since the mid-90s, this country has been governed by either continuing resolution or omnibus spending. And you have voted for continuing resolution in the past. Well, I'm I'm five years sober voting for continuing resolution. (laughs) And I should uh, note that during those years, President Trump was growing the economy. But January marked a difference. Yeah, and you know what? Growing the deficits as well. I regret. Growing the deficits as well. Jake has to get that in there so bad. You're talking about the national debt. You were growing. What did he he add? $7 trillion, $8 trillion to the national debt? Uh, And by the way, I voted against 10 continuing resolutions under Donald Trump. I did not stand with Donald Trump on all of his spending priorities. I voted against eight, way more My than I voted for. My point is, well, I don't know what this shutdown did 
to help the cause. What shut, what shut down? The, the shutdown that almost happened. Okay, so <laughs> there, there wasn't a shutdown. <laughs> the threat, threat, of, the threat of shutdown that you created. We have to break the fever. We have to move to single so subject you spending a, bills. you broke a fever? No, we didn't, unfortunately. That's the, why we have to now move to vacate, because we have to get a system where the House and Senate will negotiate over each of these agencies of government independently. And I understand that in divided government, that means that you have to take into account the views of Senate Democrats, the views of the White House. But what I want to- You wanna, do? Of you course. understand? <laughs> of course. Because you're on the floor of the House talking about what Kevin McCarthy needs to do is to allow line item vetoes by people no, like that's you. Not true. Line item votes against the salaries of people who are investigating yeah. Donald Trump, the salaries of individuals who are offering sweetheart yeah. deals to Hunter Biden. I want this. Senate and the House to have to vote every time yes. somebody in like the Department of Agriculture wants a new stapler. I do. Yeah, so that's what I would like to see happen right. because they are out of control. Right. And it's absurd. Just this is just one story. And the, they threaten us with this stuff like, well, if it shuts down, then we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that. Every time, mm-hmm. every time they do this stupid shutdown nonsense, they can vote on individual things. I'm a thousand percent with Matt Gates on that. Like, oh, yeah. totally. You, they they it, should vote for have to vote for cop, copy paper. I don't yes, I don't care. This, it should be everything. Yes, this and, omnibus end of the year Christmas Eve stuff is BS. It's yeah, not and how where they pass these huge things that have everything in it. Listen to this like AB- an omnibus thing in Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, listen to this thing from ABC from um, late last week. Um, that ABC News tweeted out during a shutdown, many agencies such as the National Park Service are also not permitted to update websites and social media pages. Goodness. That means that the viral Park Service social media promotions of Fat Bear Week would halt. Oh, no. So we won't. What is Fat Bear Week? Fat Bear Week is um, it's like a celebration of the time of year when the bears of Alaska's Katmai National Park um put on weight to prepare for hibernation God, nuke us and now, from please. october 4th through october 10th normally um the national park service on their twitter promotes a fat bear week march madness style face-off on the on their social media where people can vote to crown the best and chunkiest bear <laughs> so we were gonna lose that we got this close to but losing they could that? yeah if there were a government shutdown they would not be allowed to post the cutest chunkiest fat bear brackets for Alaska's Katmai National Park. Uh, During a shutdown, many agencies such as the National Park Service are now permitted to update social media pages. That means the promotions would halt, and these posts are popular. Get it? The post last month on X, formerly Twitter, announcing Fat Bear Week's return has been viewed more than 943,000 times, retweeted more than 2,000 times, and had more than 11,000 comments. See? The American people cry out for Fat Bear Week. (laughs) And that can't be done through the private sector. One assumes nobody. I'm surprised that the that the the, the, the uh, executive branch doesn't just go de facto um, eliminate the bears. The fat bear. Sorry, we have to hunt them now because we can't do fat we bear week because you shut down all. the government. <laughs> fat bear week voting occurs on an outside platform, livecampsiteexplore.org. So voting may not go dark if a shutdown happens. But Keith Moore, lead interpretive park ranger at Cat How National gaslighting park- is this from the mm-hmm. a- from the ABC? By the way, oh yeah, it's fat bear week. What do you mean? Yeah, of, of course, our viral fat bear week. Haven't you like, heard? It's like Juneteenth. Hello? It's been viewed nine hundred forty-three thousand times. Yeah. Obviously, Duh. what do you do this week? <laughs> you don't vote for the chunkiest bear. <laughs> don't you the one that's most popular? 
No? Mm-hmm. Hello? Moore acknowledged the popularity of the contest online and on social media, hoping not to be the bearer of bad news if a shutdown uh, forces changes to Fat Bear Week. I think a lot of people would be disappointed, he said. Say so. So, thank God, crisis averted. Fat Bear Week is back on. You know that's the week when I am not to be disturbed. <laughs> And I have uh, usually Cheeto dust in my fingers, and I'm licking them glued to the As TV. As you watch the live cams of the bears in Alaska <laughs> National Park. That one's looking particularly fat this year. <laughs> that, to me, is not the language of somebody who understands the balance of power and House and the Senate well, and how it, all legislation actually functions. Well, I, that I is, think that I do. Is, that, to me, is the well, language well, Jake, of somebody who is looking for uh, clicks and likes and Fox hits, not somebody who actually is trying to reduce the debt. Hold on, Matt. I'm trying to insult you here. Let me get this all in. <laughs> I know. Pause. Well, I, you, you might want to check Fox. I haven't been hitting there as much recently. What I can tell you is that the way the legislative process works as a 12-year lawmaker in the Listen state and federal level, the House passes legislation, the Senate passes legislation, and then you work to iron out those differences. I believe the best way to advance the interests of the American people is for the House to take the most conservative position and then engage that negotiation. Where that negotiation has failed all Americans of all stripes is when it centers around what ornament you're going to hang on a continuing resolution or an omnibus bill. The response... Jake hasn't forgotten that Gates just told him that he knows how what these processes work. Right. He just explained it all. adult way to handle this is with individual spending bills open to amendment. And by the way, if people don't want to vote for the amendments that reduce salaries or cut spending or engage in programmatic analysis, they can vote no. And then the voters can hold people accountable. But the reason we sit atop a $33 trillion debt is because a system has been designed in Washington, D.C. where no one is responsible for the spending. where are you? I want to force the votes. And here's what you're missing. McCarthy agreed to this. So you may not like this Here's deal. You may think that it's like too that. many votes and too much governing, but McCarthy agreed to it in January and his breach oh, of that I don't that have an opinion on it one problem. way or the other. I, and, and I actually agree not. with your position on the fact that we... Welcome sp- aboard. We sp- I've been here long before you were born, my friend. But, but Oh, like- don't you welcome aboard me. <laughs> I've been know. here long before you were born, my friend. Yeah, you can tell you're an establishment whore, Jake. We're not doubting that. You're doing everything you can to defend the status quo by all means. Right. Right. He's, I've been here before you were born, my friend. Well, that's not a good thing, Jake. Okay? No, I know. I also don't think You've been cheerleading Jake... for this stupid spending the whole time. Yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of own is that? Yeah, we, Jake, he, Matt Gates has been outside of the Beltway. He comes from Florida, which is a state that is not, is not like the artificial propped artificial terrarium that dc is well yeah and by the way i mean like people like to talk about trump increasing the deficit which he did do Mm -hmm. um but first of all not all deficit increases are created equal we've talked about this clearly you know you can raise taxes and spend more and keep the deficit the same size but you've raised taxes and you're spending more money so lowering taxes in and of itself increasing the deficit is not necessarily a bad thing because it grows the economy. The type of spending that Trump did in his last year in office in terms of the COVID packages, not necessarily as good, but I mean, that was completely supported by both parties and Jake Tapper and the rest of the media. What was not is the huge increase that we've seen largely inflation driven in the deficit and and we talked about this you can find articles on this in the wall street journal and other places not just from the huge spending bills that biden passed but 
we are now in an unexpected huge increase in the deficit due to inflation and the pressures that that puts in on our structural spending, like the spending we're required to do, like the national debt and entitlements. We spend way too much money and we don't take in. A hundred percent. I agree. We, we spend but where are you? And taken five. But where are you when it comes to Senate Democrats who actually control the Senate and the, and the president? And you could force the president's hand if you actually worked with Senate Democrats and got some sort of bill in front of him. That's sure. how you force well, it. Well, in the time I've been here, we have not been, been able to cleave Demo- Senate Democrats away from President Biden. How many Biden? Senate Democrats so do you know? True. How many do you talk to? Well, I've talked. To- I, I don't see that much flexibility in Chuck Schumer working with Matt Gates, I don't see too much. Oh, yeah. Well, how come it's on him? It's on Matt, Matt Gates, Gates has to personally get the Senate to work with them. Right. And he has to green light rubber stamp every single continuing resolution there is, regardless of the absurdity that's in there. Right. Several of them. I go over to the Senate as much as many House members have talked to Senator Manchin, talked to Senator Sinema. She and I served together in the House. Uh, the you know we've we've had a number of folks go from the House. One to last the Senate one last question because the reason I know. But by the way, but, but it's really important you get this point. I'm okay with Uh-oh. bipartisan negotiation. Talk to Jake I like just that. want it to be on single subject spending bills, not on a global right. deal. This, that funds this, the this whole last government. question, and I knew it would be something like this, is a revenge question. For putting, making it hot for Jake. And, and, or doesn't. And the appropriations bills are going through the process. Uh, as at, at a snail's pace until I held a political gun to McCarthy's head and forced the Congress to stay until midnight to take these oh, votes. You should talk to the appropriations bills. committee. There are four members of the Freedom Caucus well, on it. The, the, the appropriations chairman left the meeting we were having to iron these things out to go to a lobbyist fundraiser. A La- lobbyist fundraiser. Last, que- last question for you, because the reason you talk about this being uh, about the issue and not animus is because there are a lot of people, a lot of House Republicans, Republicans who think that there is this personal animus, animus between you and Speaker McCarthy. And I just have to ask you, how much do you blame Speaker McCarthy for the fact this. that you are under investigation by the House Ethics Committee? How much is that part of what's going on here? Not at all. Jake, I am just the most investigated you. man in the United States Congress. I've been cleared by the DOJ, the FEC by a 5-0 vote. It should be, it should be somewhat notable that yesterday a Democratic congressman was handcuffed mm-hmm. and processed for pulling the fire alarm. <laughs> we'll Red get to that in a criminal minute. criminal lies about me are sitting in federal prison right now. So I'm fine being investigated by anyone but and I've everyone. Se- I have seen personal communications between you and other people in which you blame McCarthy for your well, ethics investigation. When Kevin McCarthy went out publicly and said, you know, this isn't about me breaking my word. It's because Gates has ethics problems. Uh, certainly that was him gaslighting the ethics committee. But here's the thing, Jake. I'm not alone. People can say this is a party of one. I have tens of millions of Americans who stand with me on this, and I have a requisite number of House Republicans, a sufficient number, to ensure that we don't own Kevin McCarthy anymore. By week's end, he will either not be Speaker or he will be Speaker, serving at the pleasure of House Democrats. To be continued, we'll see what happens. Oh, boy. I was here before you were born. <laughs> I no. missed her establishment. But yeah, but the best thing which you referenced that happened during all the shutdown madness this weekend, which was great, obviously, because I love chaos and excitement, um, was that Jamal Bowman, in, I mean, somewhat disputed while Democrats were trying to delay a vote. So, I mean, he can say he was rushing to get to the vote, which is one version of events he pulled the fire alarm he, he absolutely <laughs> just pulled the fire alarm the same way you would th- that when i was in school um kids did to get out of gym so but there's like a lot of debate about this because so apparently so he anyway he pulled the fire alarm and the building had to be evacuated he was actually in the um 
what's the other stupid building called? The Russell or Dirksen. It begins building. with a C, I think. Uh, the um, he was in the other office building that's like by there that's connected by mm-hmm. underground tunnel. So he was supposedly trying to get back for the vote, but this was also when they were. Uh, trying to delay the vote because they said they didn't have yes. time to read the He's on camera pulling pages. the fire alarm. So, and he's on the security footage pulling the fire alarm. So he claims that he didn't realize. So, and normally, apparently, this is a door that's open. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they were like after hours, it was not open. It was um, closed for the fire exit. Um, but it had a sign on it that said, you know, like closed fire exit. And then the, there's a sign, like a just a sign that's set on the door handle that says, like, if you need to get out, then push this for three seconds and the alarm will sound and then the door will open after 30 seconds. So in the video or so far, they've only released the still shot, not the video. But apparently he took that sign down in his hand. And to be clear, he didn't try and open the door and the alarm sounded. So he's holding that sign in his hand in the video or in the still shot, pulling the actual fire alarm that's on the wall nearby the door. Right. So there's photos of this sign on the door saying that, like, you have to wait for the alarm to sound and then the door will open. So he claims he was confused by that sign and thought that the sign meant that you had to pull the fire alarm to be Nobody's able to ever open thought that, the of course. door. And he's also been a school principal, so he knows he should know, like, how nobody's fire alarms ever thought that. worked. He, he said, and nobody would ever believe that or defend that, except for my <laughs> There was an interesting moment uh, over the weekend when your New York colleague, Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, There he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked and there was a sign that he said he was, I think someone said it was confusing. I'll be honest, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He pulled a fire alarm. So I'm I'm, (laughs) what I'm here to say is that. House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating and saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise. Maybe if you're in the squad, the sign is confusing and you think they're pulling the fire alarm. They always pull fire alarms. (laughs) Representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel before there before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. Well, no, he pulled the fire alarm. Yeah. Is a problem. And there wasn't a fire. Right. And I mean, a lot of people have made this point, but I think why it rubs especially conservatives the wrong way that they're so willing to just forgive this is because it's very similar including with the signage and a lot of the things to stuff that happened with January 6th people mm-hmm. where they went through doors they shouldn't have gone through and there was signage indicating mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have gone through them and they should have known not to do that. And, you know, life's not fair. None of them pulled the but, fire alarm. <laughs> no, but I I mean, I I think that that's why it it gets 
it gets people's anger up is because it's so clear that there's two sets of rules, oh, yeah. whether he intended to or not. Which like, he a, did. <laughs> I think he probably did. He's either really, really dumb mm-hmm. or he intended to set off the fire alarm. One of the two. Those are really the only options. And right now he's going with, I'm just really, really dumb. If the, but- bu- if the, but- if the button said to open door, pull fire alarm, <laughs> I still wouldn't pull a fire alarm. It just doesn't make any sense. We have the bu- the fire alarms rigged right into the doors. There's a downside. The fire department comes, <laughs> we all have to go outside for a while. But I mean, yeah. By the way, seems- I am declaring AOC pregnant. You think so? I am breaking the news right here. I'm confirming AOC pregnant. She looks freak- gorgeous, by the way, but she's absolutely pregnant. She is, yes. But what they did do, while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same when George Santos was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation of 13 federal charges. He's indicted on everything from wire fraud to... He didn't pull the fire alarm. ...actual lying of, of House investigators. And they have been buddying up and giggling with him on the House floor. And they are protecting... Giggling with him. ...lied to the American <laughs> people, lied to the United States House. George Santos is my guy. I am. I 100% endorse him and reaching across the aisle, Menendez. ...of representatives lied to congressional investigators, but they're fire, uh, filing a motion of, to expel a member who, in a moment of panic, was trying to escape a, a moment vestibule. of panic. Give me escape, a break. Escape the vestibule. Even he didn't say that that was happening. <laughs> he trapped in the there vestibule. There was no escaping the vestibule. There is somehow any kind of equivalence to someone who is actively trying to clear up a situation that he himself admits he's embarrassed. He released a statement last night. Hey, Jake, he how about um, give her the old, I've been here since before you were born. Who has not only committed wire fraud, not only defrauded veterans, not only lied to congressional investigators, but is openly gloating about it, is absolutely... He's humane. giggling and gloating. Things you're not allowed to do. Republican caucus, and I think that they should really check their own values. You are not allowed to giggle and gloat in um, in Congress whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever. By the way, speaking of um, double standards of prosecution, have you followed this thing about the IRS tax official? Um, hold on, I'm going to pay my guy Santos. Hold on. Hi, boys and girls. This is Congressman George Santos. This here is a fire alarm. If you lift this part here and pull this down, you trigger an alarm. Don't do it. Stay good, kids. My guy. <laughs> um, but remember how, like, a, a year ago or whatever, that ProPublica got all those um, tax returns from really rich people? Like Elon Musk and all yes, those people, yes, yes. Donald Trump, a bunch of people's tax returns mm-hmm. and was reporting on them. Well, they caught the IRS official who stole the tax returns. Ooh. Um, the DOJ is charging him with one count of unauthorized disclosure of tax return information for stealing and leaking thousands of returns, including Donald Trump, who was a U.S. president at the time. And DOJ is charging him with one count of that. So, um, I mean, but because he's on the good side, apparently he's against the billionaires. So it's fine. They can do that with him he's allowed to do that essentially amazing it's good to be it's good to be in in the uh beltway yeah no it's good to be one of the good guys on the left i guess it's fine there's no punishments for anything you do wrong ever i guess is the way that that works death sentence was on with bill maher 
thought he had a good... Uh, Everybody said he was so good. I thought he was okay. That was pretty good. I, I mean, okay. he was fine. Why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. Well, for a couple you, reasons. You, you, can't, you can't disavow what? him because you that's the base, and yet you're running against him. And that's why, I mean, let's face it, Ron, if this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> um, no, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. I think we need accountability for what this government did to this country with the COVID restrictions, mandates, and lockdowns. Donald Trump is not going to do that. He says he did everything right. He says he saved millions of lives with lockdowns. He claims his MNRA shot saved 100 million lives. He's not going to clean house at CDC, NIH, FDA, or any of that. I will do that. I will get the job done. And a lot of other things we do. The one thing about me in Florida, and even my critics will acknowledge, if he says he's going to do something, he will follow through and get the job done. So it's about the country. Are we going to get the country turned around or not? I don't think he's a vehicle that, that's doing. And, and I have been, when, when I supported him on, on the things I liked, I've said it, but I've been critical about the things that he didn't do, and I'll well, continue to do that. Okay, but you... But you campaigned for, for election deniers in 2022. This I do not forgive. Well, To look. quote the Godfather. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Carrie Lake, who said Biden's an illegitimate president. Trump didn't... Well, now she's attacking me, so maybe I did make a mistake there, because uh, she's out there saying... She, she's you, trying to say that we mandated vax in Florida. We did the opposite. We protected people, even from private mandates. So, so, so that may have been... But Trump but, lost the election, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why did you campaign for people who... Because I wanted to see Republicans win key races. And I that's, think it's important that's not a deal-breaker issue for you? That's not democracy? Well, okay, well, let's go back to 2016. Uh, your friends in Hollywood were cutting ads telling the Electoral College to, to vote against Trump go, in, in the Electoral College because it was stolen. They said Russia stole the election. For years they said that. So don't act like this is like okay. a unique well, thing in modern history of the country. First. <laughs> smattering for Ronnie. Yeah, there you go. A little bit of a First plot. of all, Ron, I have no friends in Hollywood. <laughs> you do remember those commercials, though. I remember them. Okay, but I mean, the thing that you seem to stake your campaign on is where woke goes to die. You say that's where, and look, I'm fed up with woke too. That's why I have trouble with friends in Hollywood. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm an old school liberal, and that's a whole different thing than woke. 
And I'm sympathetic to you because, you know, you very often, like, take on an issue where I feel like, yeah, there is crazy stuff going on in schools. There is crazy stuff. But the problem is it doesn't resonate with a lot of people who don't see it for whatever reason. And so they're like, why is this guy picking a fight with Mickey Mouse? Right? Well, they, they picked the fight with us. But, well, listen. So, first of all, I do a lot more than just that. I think that's a little bit of a caricature. But this idea of ideology corrupting institutions, I see it in Los Angeles with the amount of crime that's here and the homelessness. There are people that commit crimes who are not prosecuted like Guys. they would be in Florida. Our state's crime rate's at a 50-year low. You elect these people like Gascon and what they did in San Francisco. Yeah. You can break into somebody's house or mug somebody and you don't end up going to jail. That doesn't work, but that's driven by ideology. So it's not just we're having just a philosophical debate. I think woke ideology has corrupted institutions. No. I think it's corrupted things like the CDC with how they handled uh, COVID <laughs> with the nonsense that they did. So it's a broader issue than just a philosophical you, fight. You keep wanting to get back to that. And I don't blame you because you're right. We're on the same page there. And I think it's, it's unfair what they did to you because you did handle it better. You did handle it better. You were right. You were like, let's target the people, protect the people who are most vulnerable, and everybody else can go on with their lives a little better. You open schools sooner. And a lot of the stuff that's come in, the information we have after now, we've had a few years to look at it, you were more right. And they won't give you credit for that. Well, it's the not New York about time- credit for me, though. Right, you get it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought he was good. Yeah, he, he was. Understand? I didn't. I mean, he wasn't like super. I thought Trump was funnier at the California GOP thing. And what they've Ron, done is they've yeah. gone after opponents, so that if you become president or some other job, but if you become president and you don't like somebody, or if somebody's beating you by ten, fifteen, or twenty points, like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the mother. Let's indict. Him. And of course, the media is like, he said mother Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'll have to clean that up. Can you believe he said that word? As a mother, Alice, I figure that you'd be especially uh, down on that term. <sighs> I mean, it is what it is. People, like, say that word, though. Right? Yeah, I thought it was a good line, too. I know exactly what he means. This is one of those things when they're... All, and all of these media types are all saying, oh, my goodness, it's un- it's beneath. Be honest with you. And I saw conservatives tweeting, mm-hmm. be honest, uh, Trump conservatives. Is this really what you want in a president? Like, I get no problem. I mean, and they love Joe Biden and Joe Biden's Mr. Like calling Barack Obama a big effing deal and whatever he said about him. And, well, that, know, was like, the, uh, that was the health care, Obamacare. Yeah, I mean, but so it's not like, I mean, they love LBJ. He famously swore all the time. Right, like, uh, yeah, but not in a fun way, and generally not in public. Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, like, what we're gonna pretend that nobody's ever heard that word, like, yeah, yeah, know? I get no problem with it, but and like, even when he said this thing about General Milley, <clears throat> the idea was that he said that in other times General Milley would have been executed, whatever. Is that he's saying that he was treasonous for calling the Chinese, and I think he was, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I get no problem with that. Also, Millie's gone political too. He used yeah. his big like retirement speech or whatever he was doing there to go after Trump too. So it's th- it that like cuts both ways. The other big line that people were liking from the ca- Trump California thing. Do you have that? The uh, I don't shooting know. people one. Shooting people. The saying of you have shoplifters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have that or not. But yeah, I mean, on the Millie note, though, one other thing I wanted to say. 
that um, <clears throat> was in the news this week that I can't believe. And did you hear this, that the Navy's going to begin testing special ops forces? I did. For steroids and PEDs beginning in November. Are we serious? Don't we want the military <laughs> taking steroids and performance enhancing drugs? Well, Don't we I want mean, the their whole, performance the joke is, of course, that it's going to be only trans people taking Right. No, I know right. that. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but but I mean, that's it's part of the toxic masculinity of they're trying to stamp out, right? right. Like, why is this a thing? Why are you looking into this? Do something else. If it makes them better, then I want soldiers it's to not... have roid rage. I want them to be big bad MFs. I get no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, you know the Russians and the Chinese are all taking steroids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're making the troops take steroids. <laughs> like, sure, we if they will want to, let them. stop all of the pillaging and theft. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. <laughs> shot. <laughs> he is uh, such a good communicator. Says it twice, just in case. Yeah, no, his delivery is perfect. Though, yes. though the George Floyd riots all happened on his watch. Yeah. And yeah. people weren't allowed to just shoot the rioters. Right. So, right. I mean, like, I'll believe it when I see it. The, some of the writers, though, were allowed to shoot innocents. Right. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse eventually got off, but, uh, you know. Well, what I'm saying is, like, the guy, that black security guard mm -hmm. who we shot in Wisconsin. Or, um, all right, should we do the chat Let's chat? Let's head to the chat chat. Do you have anything to I, say about this I chat sent, chat? I uh, sent... It is brought to us, of course, by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Uh, I get the sense there's going to be some long-winded one here. Some Taylor debate in the chat chat today. So if you're not <laughs> Taylor ready for Taylor Swift, I don't know. Alice and her uh, her um, my minions. Your gaggle. What's it called? The witches. What do witches have? Coven. No, Coven. Yes. Her. Yeah. Your gaggle of uh, Swifties have been communicating through back channels hi um y'all know who this is but i know um, who this is i, think. I just mm -hmm. wanted to weigh in on the taylor swift <laughs> debate as the best songwriter of all time or mm -hmm. alive whatever it was um and a cup mentioned a couple other things that alice missed um one thing i think is important is not just the stats i get tom saying like oh she's really popular she's really popular like that's fine. But if you do look at the stats, it's really amazing because mm -hmm. a lot of the greatest of all time singer-songwriters um, who are up there if have existed for way longer than she mm -hmm. has. She's in her early 30s and she is still producing album after album after album. And each album is more successful than the one before it. Um, well, I think that she's a huge commercial success. Absolutely. She's not one of the most talented people out there. But there's no doubt she's a I mean, co she commercial success. At what point can you not argue? This is like people arguing that Tom Brady's not a great quarterback because it's really all Belichick. For years and years and years, people argued this. Like, at mm -hmm. what point does the success speak to the talent? Because at some point, like, you have to admit that there's some kind of talent happening there, right? Uh, no, I think that she's that she's a... a I think she's a, a talented... Um, songwriter i mean considering some of the crap that's out there i mean she's better than all rap so i mean <laughs> so it will be interesting to see when she is 60 70 plus um where she falls compared to those other artists mm -hmm. um and she's also still selling records which is really interesting so she's topping all of 
the actual like hard copy vinyl. Records. Yeah. It, can we trust any of these? She te- she sells a ton of vinyl actually. Uh, I, I, can we trust any of this stuff? I, I'm telling you, uh, I, I I don't I just don't understand Billboard chart how they're seeing what units have been moved and where. I don't doubt. So it, they have like an album units equivalent. Uh, calculation. I don't for doubt that she's, she's, yeah. that it's through the roof because I mean, just anecdotally, is that right? That anecdotally, that right? yes. Anecdotally, um, it, it, you, every forty-year-old and younger in our universe was clamoring for tickets and wanted it, you know. And mm-hmm. it's obviously she's the biggest thing. I mean, out she there. just released an album in July that saw twenty-two songs chart at the same time. Okay, so that's <laughs> I mean, fine, but saying. that doesn't mean that there's 22 anything. And also, I want that 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 they're any that are all, that she is the sole songwriter. You like some of them, actually. So I do like some. So that songs includes of hers. the song "Mean" that you what? like. That's old. No, but she re-released Ugh. it. Mm. So it's a re-record. So it recharted. You like right. that song. Well, okay. You like the Enchanted song. You like, and some of them were new, like Castles Crumbling, like Timeless. Taylor Swift like, right on, now is. What and she's four, the only songwriter ago, on all Taylor those Swift, songs. Swift is mm-hmm. right now what five years ago the Canada Goose jackets were. Okay, and in a couple of weeks she's coming out with another album that's going to see another twenty some odd songs chart again gonna, too. So I'm just saying. I'm like, just telling you, um, Saturday Night Fever is that disco was here and then it went away hard. Okay, Taylor Swift's already been around longer than disco because she's been coming out with albums for eighteen years. She was helped by the pandemic. It helped um, nuclearize her, uh, her yeah, momentum. Which other artists came out with like three albums during the pandemic? I don't know. I don't even know albums are a thing anymore. Where do you walk in to get the album? I don't know. Sally's saying four because she's counting. The, without even counting the re-releases, three, Sally. I'm a Steven Sanchez guy. I think he's more talented altogether. He's okay. a better singer, better songwriter. Hmm? Can't believe Georgia broke up with him. Sales. What? Of all. What? Yeah, I count that as during the pandemic. Your aunt is giving a Sally. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. I my, my, did I just dox right. the person on the line? Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> There's a spirited uh, defense, Sally. You want to hear this? There's several more minutes left of this spirited message. Spirited defense. Come on down here. These artists who existed at the time of, like when everyone was buying records, um, which is just kind of an interesting. Um, thing the other thing i want to say is that taylor swift transcends genres in a way that a lot of these other artists don't they're sort of there's more than happening now than ever let the record show transcending genres okay you can hear like each genre, each genre you know there but i would say that that is that means that taylor swift is is stealing uh from other genres and adopting them as her own. She's very derivative. derivative. And that oh, okay, is... because every artist that ever existed had to completely invent music from scratch and never was inspired by anything else that ever happened before them. I'm not saying that, that that's not happening, but I'm saying that it you're that if she were a groundbreaking thing, like her thing, um, her, her song, the cheerleader kind of song, Shake It mm-hmm. Off, that is Holler Back Girl. It's just her version of it. She does a lot of that stuff. Who's the girl, uh, the... The girl from Australia who has very uh, melancholy songs. I think like ten years ago. Kylie Minogue. No, 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 no. Oh. No, she was. Girl from Australia. Very moany and heartbreaky and weird. It was ten, like ten years ago. But what? No. Who? No, none of those people is Australian, Sally. 
Yeah, it's, it's a girl. I don't know who you're talking. So it's haunting, haunting songs. This girl from Australia, but like before. Anyway. Uh, okay. Anyway, they have their type of music. I guess the Beatles did this, um, but the other artists we were talking about, not necessarily, or you guys were talking about, not necessarily. Taylor Swift started as a country singer, then mm-hmm. broke into pop, and then has explored folk and a lot of, uh, um, and has been successful in all of them. Um, something else that I think speaks to her ability to understand music and produce hits and um, just like under. Well, in that way, I think she's a lot like. Paul McCartney. She's got, mm-hmm. uh, and Paul did this, she's got a lot of influences. I think she's taken in by a lot of different genres of music. Mm-hmm. And she thoroughly enjoys do, giving it a whirl. Right. But that's but that, but that's kind of a version of karaoke. As a great singer, songwriter, and um, musician, is that the songs that she's written under fake names for other artists have become top song so i she wrote a song for calvin harris and rihanna that then became a number one song what and song nobody that? knew that she know. wrote it um she wrote this calvin harris and rihanna let's see what we got here calvin harris, calvin harris and rihanna this is what you came for okay. and was credited under the pseudonym neil Sjoborg. all right and it also features her uncredited backing vocals there you go. All See, right. didn't even know that. In just seconds. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time. Sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Uh, the band Little Big Town, Better Man. Uh, Miley Cyrus, You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home was written by Taylor Swift. Best Days of Your Life, Kelly Pickler. Jeez. Uh, she wrote the song Babe for Sugarland. Um, co-wrote and performed on Both of Us with B.O.B. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Boys Like Girls song Two is Better Than One. Safe and sound for the hunger with the civil wars for the Hunger Games soundtrack. I think people do know that one. Um, oh my goodness, her heart was broken. My goodness. Okay, well, this is another point that I want to raise because a lot of people said this on Twitter and stuff too. Like, oh, she just writes about boyfriends and mm-hmm. exes, and that's also not true. She the, does a lot of it. She does a lot of it, but so does every pop singer. You're going to tell me the Beatles didn't sing about love and girlfriends? By the time they had been in music for a few years they had moved far far beyond that they still did some they had Remember their window they had, also they had their quite window a few was songs. about seven years they had quite a few songs that were about love and romance right but, and, so, and some about strawberry fields and walruses too okay so they and were so, all but i mean like you have a song her biggest song right now that's out is anti-hero which is about depression and imposter syndrome she has the song seven which is about uh, remembering a little girl that she knew when she was little, the mm-hmm. dude that was abused as a kid that moved away from her and wondering where she is now. She has songs about her mom. She has songs about her grandmother who was an opera singer. She has songs, Last Great American Dynasty is about um, a mansion in Rhode Island. Like, I mean, she's written plenty of popular sure. songs about other things other than romance, but I mean, like, I'm just saying that's a... Yeah, you know what? The Beatles, you, you start with the Beatles... You know, people like songs I want to hold love. your hand. 
she loves you, love me do, please please me. None of those include bitching and moaning about how uh, they were too young to be I mean, dating somebody 30 and he treated her wrong. is a masterpiece, and that's about being left by somebody. I guess so. I mean, there I mean, are those, but that's not their stock and trade. Her, 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 I would say she, that most Beatles songs that most people can name, the majority are probably about love. No, I don't. Let it be is not about love. No, cry but, baby cry is not about. Maybe people. Know I don't. That I would say that's well, not. Sergeant Pepper's is nothing loving about Sergeant Pepper's. True, but I mean, there's. Hey pl- Jude. Hey Jude is not. I don't even know what that is about. Actually, that's for Julian Lennon. Yellow right? Submarine is. Just kidding. <laughs> Song better man that like some country singer mm-hmm. sings that then became like a really really popular song and no one knew that she had written it at the time you don't sound like your sister oh people th- and say and your other do. sister sounds nothing like either of you people say we do sound alike all the I time don't, i'm not kidding and also i'm not getting Sometimes any vocal fry from jane we all you're from a posh town that. i expected there'd be some in here she's a trained orator maybe that's what's happening maybe um and then i would challenge you to go back to her first album and listen even when she was 16 years old this is a an incredibly busy lady <laughs> with oh, a big big job a much more important filled, job than either of pressure my jobs. filled you know 60 hours a week never quite get it gets away from it really right in, the, in a busy busy place it's hugely important and the first message we've ever heard, <laughs> she's taken three minutes out to give a thorough defense of Taylor Swift. The lyricism in her songs is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I will say this, Jane. It's unbelievable to chicks. Everybody seems, and that goes for my daughter, who's 13, to Jane, who's like 30, to Alice, who's 40. Every woman I know seems to think that like Taylor's speaking, singing directly to them. So I don't get it. I'm glad it makes women feel good. I'm glad it's this and not Megan Thee Stallion speaking to everybody. There's songs like Cold As You on her first album or like Dear John on one of her earlier albums. There's another cry fest about John Mayer, right? Mm -hmm. You were mean to me. Taylor, he slept with everybody on the West Coast. She helped him write some songs too. It's her third. He didn't need her help. He's actually She co-wrote with him. Yeah. She's just as good as he is. No, she's not. And yes, he plays he plays the guitar. He's a really good guitarist. One, but um and then like how it's evolved. If you listen to folklore and evermore songs like Ivy, Invisible String, Right Where You Left Me. How wh- how is it that you and she and Sally Makes Three do not do a Taylor Swift podcast? Let's get steal I'm sure some of this. I'm sure there's plenty of I don't Taylor think Swift any. podcasts. And I don't know that much about Taylor Swift. I know people are like, oh, Alice is such all, a super fan. All you have to do I'm is not be, like even that big a Taylor Swift fan, and I know this stuff. Just be emotional chicks about it. You don't have to <sighs> use careful analysis. I mean, the lyricism in the songs is unbelievable. And I think a lot of people think of her hits, which also are really, really good as like the Romeo and Juliet song and You Belong With Me right. and mm-hmm. the the pop songs. But she's popular not just because of those songs. She's popular mm-hmm. for this immense body of work that mm-hmm. covers an immense body of genres, feelings, human experience in a way that I don't think any other artist ever has done where each of those songs is a complete amazing work of art and she does have songs that are 
not as good, but there's maybe like three out of the 300 songs that she's made. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a thorough, robust defense of Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. I I assume Jane would say it's not even a defense. It's just a proclamation of Taylor's rightful greatness. (laughs) Um, So feel free. Let's see if Jane attacks some incoming. Attack. Attack. Wait. Attract. That's right. Sorry Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, all right. Okay, I get the feeling the rest of these and are an, not going to be as flattering an to Taylor Swift. Hi, Steve from Merriman. Hi, Steve. The Steve, show is. I have. Um, Steve might have warned me about this one. This might be unhinged. Steve from Merrimack. The show is actually still going on right now. Uh, oh, is it? And I got to be honest. You know, I know Alice is the step-on wife. You are the fucking step-on host. You suck. <laughs> what? <laughs> I left two pretty good messages over the last two days. Is that and true? you stepped on that shit. Did like I? Like you were Fred Astaire. <laughs> you pranced all over really? it, you mincing freak. <laughs> oh, piss me off. And you know what else pissed me off? What? Last week. No. Steve from Gloucester calls it, you know, of course, everything on this show has to rip off the Minahan show. Steve from what? Gloucester calls it with a freaking, oh, we got to do a top 20 of, uh, the Shattuck uh, burn barrel. He doesn't even mention my f-ing name. What oh a nightmare. Oh, my the goodness. The friggin' step-on host had to mention me. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's time to tune out. You what? suck. Oh. oh. Just kidding. Thank, Thank you, you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. My goodness. Do I step on his messages? That's you a shame. step on me. I know that. Oh, yeah, but that's because I'm trying to save the show. With his, <laughs> his messages are very good. Okay. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. That's not good if I'm stepping on that else. That's really, okay. really good stuff. My goodness. I wanted to thank you guys for broadcasting your episode on YouTube in mono yesterday. Is that true? Um, the same way records used to be recorded. Is really? That true? The greatest songwriters of all time were listening to them uh, as kids and then modeled their own songs and styles after their heroes. Hmm. Um, I also wanted to just bring something. I remember being in college and being pretty much that stupid after listening to those kids. Um, What's hilarious is they've entered one of the most liberal colleges, but they've been spoon fed so much. Which kids? This is the Heather McDonald. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Of this liberal dogma that they think it's a conservative place. That's hilarious. Yeah, isn't it? And I mean, yeah, they think college, there's, there's like discrimination against black people at college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> Berkeley. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is with 20 um, somethings. They're all dumbs. To yes. Be quite honest, until Correct. the real world smacks them in the face and then they live in your mom's basement and come up when the Wi-Fi is out. So but again, um and one one quick touchstone was that um, listening to those kids berate that woman was kind of like how Alice defended Taylor Swift to the rest of yep. us. Now, Alice, I understand you love her, and that's great. And of her time, she's probably one of the best songwriters of her time. Mm-hmm. But of all time, no. Correct. There's just varying degrees of time, I guess. Was that the beginning of the day. Mariah Carey song? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Thank you, Dr. Cheswick. I didn't do it. I'm going to copy the Minahan show. Do you think the show copies the Minahan show? 
No, but Steve from Gloucester was talking. He was saying oh, so that Steve from Gloucester oh, I see. was taking bits okay. from the Minahan show. Was the accusation that Steve from Merrimack yeah. made? Like, treat me like I'm some pathetic person who might be driving around Saco uh, alone looking who for Minahan. Who was up till eleven last night waiting to see who the new producer would be? Ridiculous. I was rooting for when he said two people. I was hoping for John from Scranton and Montante. Yeah, who were my two. John was tweaking out. Mm. Wasn't that? It's a bit of a problem. Oh, Alex, you make me want to pull hey, the hairs out of my head by thinking that Taylor Swift could compare to the Rolling Stones, for example. Yep. The Stones she said it. have a lot more hits. of song titles that we all know. Mm-hmm. The Stones have filled out stadiums across the world. There are thousands of people at each event that they hold, each concert. And I've been to a half a dozen of them where we all sing their songs in unison. The Rolling Stones have been doing this for over 50 years. Yeah, Taylor Swift's been doing Stones it for 18, and put, she already has well, as many songs. As does did Taylor Swift have a song as good as this song, Alice? I mean, I suppose that's a matter of taste. Come on. It's a good song. I'm surprised she hasn't ripped sing? it off yet. Maybe her next album is going to be a like true rock album. I don't know. I'm sure. It's going to be derivative, no matter what it is. A new album this past month, and their song Angry is one of their better songs that they've had uh, in like three decades. Are you sure? What Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Ronnie Wood, and God rest we his like soul, Holly Watts, have done for music is... A zillion times more important than what Taylor Swift has done. It's so wrong, Alice. It's okay to admit that. It's not bad so far, actually. Ooh, we like this girl in the video. Doesn't take much, man. I like that. I like the girl in the video. Find out who that is, Alice. Pronto. Okay. Wrong. Don't be AOC. Don't oh, be those left wow. wing nut jobs. I don't feel because that I am wrong. When you're though. wrong, Taylor Swift is not better Ooh. than the Rolling Stones. You're just wrong. Mm-hmm. I've had a, one of the nation's leading uh, constables uh, <laughs> just spend uh, five minutes saying that you're wrong, Steve. I think that nope. the only thing that we can do to get you guys to realize that Taylor Swift isn't even in the top 50 is to send Friday's podcast to Minahan because a Tom, you had mentioned that Bruce didn't have the best track record for writing songs. And some of his uh, albums may have been a little boring. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift considers Bruce insane with your take on Taylor and I know that Minahan would be the only one that you would not have the Canonies, Ooh. the Guts, Canonies. the anything to say that to. Because you know Minahan will shut that down immediately. Ooh, Alice, there is your challenge. Here I'm you go, Alice. Sure. I'm going to play you out with a special song. Here you go. Pretend this is the young. I'm pretty uh, sure that Taylor Swift um, considers Springsteen an influence, actually. 
All but right. I mean, I think, um, you know, there's, there's some personal taste issues here, too. And I think in particular, like, not to say that Taylor Swift is only for women, because clearly some guys like her, too. But, like, I think part of the problem is that there's a whole bunch of dudes that don't take women's taste seriously. Well said. You have a good time on your trip, Alice. Anything well. you want to say to the folks? Um, I appreciate all you guys, obviously. Even if you're wrong about Taylor Swift, I still love you. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us. We will be back live streaming tomorrow. If you want to join us for that, that is patreon.com slash burnbarrel. And of course, the show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. tired to clean your floors after playtime forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over let eufy x10 pro omni help powerful 8000 pa suction removes debris and mop master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease save time and keep your floors cleaner want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars